Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, friends, and welcome back. It's always great to touch base, and I am so, so happy when I get to meet you face-to-face and have sessions, because that is oftentimes inspiration, which is why we're here today. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Energetic imprints. This has come up several times in sessions here lately, so let's talk about it. What in the world are energetic imprints? I love it in sessions When my guides or your guides just kind of let me channel, that's the easy part when I just am given the words or the phrases or even exact feelings and I can tell you what I'm feeling, uh, physically feeling. When they're showing me symbols or parts of my life and I'm supposed to translate into the year life, that's when it gets a little more interesting. (laughs) However, in the last Oh, I don't know, over the last couple of weeks, energetic imprints has come up a couple of different times. So let's talk about this. I love, love, love how things shift. It's like, I don't know, as we move through this whole energy uploading transformative thing that we've got going on right now, and I know it doesn't always seem that way with COVID, but we are doing a lot of the work and things are shifting. And I love what comes across through your guides and through my guides because it shifts. Here's an example. Oh, say even, well, certainly a year ago, maybe even eight months ago, I really lost track of time. If you say we're at a crossroads in your life and you were trying to make a decision, wow, I don't know, should I do this or should I do that? And if you were asking your guides, oftentimes they would just kind of literally stand there and kind of hold up their hands like "Mm, whatever you want to do. It's totally your choice, free will. Because those lessons that we are here to learn, we are going to learn them. So no decision is a bad decision when we look at it in the soul's journey. When we look at it from our human perspective, some decisions are definitely more favorable for us. But interestingly to me, the last several months, guides have been far more willing to sort of point us in a direction. And I get the feeling it's like, you know what? We have big work to do right now. We are healing through our stuff. And so let's get on with business. We have less time to waste because we are here preparing for this new level that we are all achieving And it's kind of cool. I'm often surprised. Every time I think I figure out the rules, they change. So just being open and translating. I love it. All right. What do we mean by energetic imprint? Here is an example. Let's say that you grew up in a household. So we'll go to a little more extreme cases. There was an abusive situation in your household growing up. As an adult, you were determined you would not attract a mate that had that sort of an abusive behavior or mindset or habits, and yet you end up with someone that is abusive in a completely different way, but still abusive. And then we're like, wait, what the heck? So we just kind of traded one in for the other. 
And then you're wondering, okay, why is it I keep attracting the same kind of partner? And even friends, I keep getting the same kind of friends. Or every time I'm in a relationship that just feels so great and maybe even too good to be true, I start sabotaging it. I don't mean to. I know I'm doing it and I can't seem to stop. What is the matter with me? Or we get into a relationship and we're deep into it or after we come out of it and we realize, man, I did it again. Same pattern, different person. What is wrong with me? Why can't I change this and fix this? Well, then we go to subconscious, which is very, very true. Our subconscious minds in this lifetime are very, very busy and they do play a lot of roles. So we look at, well, my childhood, because of this situation, you know, either we were very, very low income and so we didn't have the money to do things or there was an abusive situation or whatever the case was. Everybody has their stuff, right? So no matter what our situation, we come up with a subconscious issues of, okay, I just really subconsciously believe I'm not worthy or I have low self-esteem or I'm just not enough. I'm not good enough, smart enough, fast enough, pretty enough, handsome enough, whatever enough. Or I just don't deserve it for whatever reason. I don't deserve what I truly want. I'm just not good enough for that. And interestingly, what's coming up is a lot of previous lifetime stuff has been carried to this one that ties right in with your patterns in this lifetime to grow through all of it. This lifetime seems to be a culminating period for many, many, many of our things. Past lives coming forward, healing those and healing this lifetime. But also on the flip side of that, past life memories and trainings are also more accessible and we're bringing those forward in this lifetime to help us go deeper with skills that we have because we've been training many, many lifetimes for that which is ours to do to contribute to the advancement of humanity in this lifetime. Maybe that's a different podcast. (laughs) And that is very cool stuff as well. So energetically, we are imprinted with what happened to us in other lifetimes. We carry that forward in our DNA and our cellular memory and in our early lifetimes in this lifetime, in our, you know, subconsciously we're imprinted, but energetically as well, because we share energy with those people closest to us. So it's that level of energy and that belief system all kind of intertwined that results in the energetic imprint. Kind of cool, huh? So we attract other people with a similar imprint. We may not even recognize it, but we know that energy attracts like energy. Thought attracts like thought. So whatever our energetic imprint is attracts people with similar energetic imprints. Big question is, how do we break this cycle? If you grew up being abused, we know that abuse is a perpetuating cycle. So how do we stop it? How do I stop choosing the same kind of partner? How do I find new friends? I know what I want my life to be like. How do I do it? Similarly, if we have someone that we love is on a self-destructive path and we want to help them, 
How do we do that? How do we break that cycle of abuse or cycle of self-destruction? Well, if you've been in that position, you know you cannot force anybody to change. That is simply not going to happen until we decide we really are willing to do what it takes to change. And basically, we have to become so uncomfortable with our situation as it is that we're willing to walk into the unknown. When the present becomes more uncomfortable than the discomfort of the unknown or the fear of the unknown, that's when we say, okay, I have to make a change because the unknown is fearful. I may not like what I have right now, but at least I know what I have right now and I know how to deal with it and I know what the rules are. If I go changing things, I don't know what I'm going to get. So at some point, the present has to become more uncomfortable than what's around the corner. There is a whole lot of money made in self-help industries. The bottom line is nobody can help you or you can't help anybody else until the decision is made by that person to change. So how do we make that change? Well, first, I would invite you to look at what society says about these situations. Because my feeling is there's a little bit of encouragement to be a victim. People give you sympathy and compassion and maybe even some handouts or a hand up or a shoulder to cry on. And there's something a little comforting in that, right? And there's also just a little bit of flexibility and freedom to not really own something or not take on a difficult task and work through the hard stuff to take the easier road because, you know, this is all I can really do because my life has been pretty hard. But are we really doing anyone any favors by perpetuating their victimhood for them? Started doing these podcasts and sessions from the perspective of soul's journey, it was really very, very eye-opening for me to truly look at everything in life, in this lifetime, that happens from that perspective. You know, timing is everything. And as I was pondering some of these things one day, some song came on the radio, and I don't even remember what it was right now, but it just struck me because basically the song was about somebody singing the blues, like, I just can't go on without you, or, you know, I can't, I don't remember what it was, but singing some really gut-wrenching song about being down and out, and basically, I'm just victimized because somebody did this to me. Now, the angels especially talk to me through music a lot, so I did hear that song at a later date, and I thought, okay, it really wasn't as, like, bad as it hit me <laughs> at that time. But it really made a point to me in that moment of our society encouraging victimhood. And it's not our fault. It's not your fault that you feel like, shh, right now, that person was just really unreasonable and mean and hurt you. Okay, well, we can extrapolate that to all situations in our lives, right? Myself included. So when I look back at my early life, and my question is, why do we all have mother issues? Because as a mother, <laughs> now that I'm a mom, I'm like, um, I don't think I appreciate that. <laughs> Can somebody just have some daddy issues for a while? Okay, that's another another topic there. 
But as I was reflecting on my mommy issues and my early lifetime, I saw it through a very different lens. And it made me realize, one, that we all see things through our own lenses. There is no true reality. The reality we each see is through our lens, through our energetic imprint. If there's a crime scene, why do police ask as many witnesses as possible what happened? Because everybody has their own perception of it. Everybody was looking through their own lens at what they observed. And that reality is contorted to fit into our perspective, our view, or our imprint of the way that life functions. So if I want to change my lens out and I want to put on a more clear lens or just a lens that isn't filtering everything through, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, but rather a lens that can see objectively and see the best in people instead of the negative in people. Well, I'm not aware of any lens shop that we can go purchase a new lens. So we get to heal through it, starting on the inside, right? The deep inside work. And I look at it that way and I think, okay, so what if before we were in body, my mother and I on a soul level came up with this game plan and like in Neil Donald Walsh's book, which I've referred to several times, Little Soul and the Sun, she said, I will go down into this earth, dense earth plane and be this person that is going to be awful enough that you get to experience and grow through these limiting beliefs. And that is not at all who she truly is. She's absolute, beautiful, brilliant, perfect love. But we came down here together and she did her job so well. She was that person that really, really made me believe I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't enough. All of these self-limiting beliefs that she instilled, that she imprinted on me energetically from a very, very young age that I carried through my adolescence, through my college years, into my adulthood, because that was our agreement. She did her job. Well, how can I fault her for that? Actually, when I look at it from that perspective, all I can really do is look at her and say, thank you. Thank you. You did exactly what we agreed. And now it's my job to take over. You did your part. And now I can either wallow in how I feel because you did your part so well, or I can face this And look at my soul's growth opportunity and grow through it. I can face it and say, you know, yes, that was awful. But how can I turn this around so that I feel empowered rather than victimized? How can I turn this into strengths? Maybe what she did was give me opportunities to become very independent and a really creative problem solver, and a great communicator, and a super listener, and very empathetic and empathic, so that I can be the person other people need me to be, that I can feel into what they're feeling, and just listen and help them work through their stuff to become empowered as well. 
that is a whole new perspective, right? To look at life as not black and white, and the soul's journey certainly not as black and white, but as unlimited possibilities, how do we want to handle it? I admit I played victim long enough and looked for the easy way and convinced myself that I just wasn't able to succeed to the levels that I really wanted because, you know, I had all these strikes against me. Who could overcome all of that? It wasn't my fault after all. And at some point, I just got really tired of that because I realized to be the person I want to be and to achieve the things I want to achieve, no one's going to hand that to me. I get to work through my stuff and earn the position I want. But people are pretty willing, not everyone, but a lot of people were really willing to let me slide because, well, you know, life was hard. So where do you want to be? I think we each get to make that choice. And I see so many people stepping into their greatness right now. Oh my gosh, I so love it. And it's not easy. Before we can step into our greatness, we have to face our self-limiting beliefs and our part in that. We have to be able to look ourselves in the mirror and really admit our own shortcomings, how we maybe manipulate the system or use things to our advantage or be less than who we want to be. Call ourselves out on those things that only we know, our deepest thoughts. Are they in integrity? Are they leading me to the lifestyle and the person that I want to be? So once you're ready to do that, I think that that is when you're really ready to make changes. Nobody, again, can force you to do that. Totally up to you. And I see more and more people ready to step into their greatness. And some people know exactly what that is and how to do it. And I think that's wonderful and high five you. And then there are many of us that are like, um, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So we can identify the things to work through and work through them. But then what? I don't know how to get to my next place. I don't know the next steps. So I know I have talked about in a podcast exactly how to do that. How do you get your next steps? And so a quick overview of that. And this is what I've come up with after years of working through it and what my guides have said, what the goddesses have contributed, and trial and error. So that process begins with commanding that we will receive the information for which we're looking. That can simply be an intention. My intention is during this meditation, I will receive my next step for my highest and best good to you fill in the blank. Um, my next steps towards my sole purpose, my next step in clearing up this situation, whatever it is that you're wanting to find. And I always say, in my highest and best good, because there is no personal highest and best good. Think of being on an airplane, that video they show you, right? If cabin pressure drops and your mask comes down, put on your mask before you try to help anybody else. Because if you aren't in a situation where you are really healthy, you can't serve other people to your highest and best ability. So whatever is best for you is truly best for everybody else. So that's why I say, okay, to my highest and best good. And then we say with as much ease and grace as possible. 
I don't know about you, but I have taken the hard, long way way too many times. And I just appreciate brevity at this point. I'm tired of that cosmic two by four slapping me. So what is the easiest and fastest way for me to do this? And I understand sometimes there has to be some struggle because there are lessons in the struggle. But man, I think I have taken the long way around way too many times. And then finally, expressing gratitude. Always end with gratitude, which is high energy. I want to back up just a little bit and explain the next step. So in another podcast, I did say that I ask for one step at a time because I don't want a laundry list. I look at that list, I'll get overwhelmed, I'll forget what it is, and then I'll start panicking because I'm like, oh my gosh, I know I'm forgetting something, but I can remember one thing at a time. I thought I always did that for only those reasons. And then it occurred to me also, especially in this energy, that it is also a practice in trust, trusting the universe to guide me. I'm giving up that control. I think it even says something in the Bible about that, doesn't it? Like surrender. I don't remember. I'm not the Bible literate one. But I have found that there truly is something about that. When you are really in that space of wanting to do what is in the highest and best interest of you and step in your soul purpose and you're saying, I don't know what that is for sure, but I trust that that will unfold in front of me. The other piece, the other way I see this happening is if they give me a roadmap of the entire thing, that's kind of feeding my ego where I want control. But I also know that sometimes there are so many moving pieces that timing is of the essence. So as I'm working on my little piece of the puzzle and the universe is weaving this amazingly, intricately beautiful tapestry. There are so many pieces moving that if I go too fast, maybe I won't get the right and perfect outcome because the other pieces aren't there yet. So I have to trust in divine timing as well. There are way more people and circumstances involved than just little old me. I know without a doubt, I firmly believe that the universe is working 100% in my favor for my highest and best good. So why would I want to jeopardize that by messing it up with my ego, thinking I know what's better? We are just in such a time of flux and growth and changing energy that it is truly, truly amazing. And I'm seeing so many couples right now struggling as we're going through this changing energy because we're each dealing with our stuff. And then in relationships, you're dealing with it as a relationship and partner as well. And you might grow together or grow. One goes faster and one slows down and then it reverses. There are just so many moving pieces. And there are still so many people searching for their soulmate, for that love of their life. And they're probably out there. So here, look at it this way. If your energetic imprint has not shifted, if you haven't been able to change your lens and change that imprint, do you want to attract somebody at the vibratory level of your old imprint when you are working on changing it and shifting into a more clear lens? We're all doing this. We're all growing right now, but we're still at different levels. 
And when you come through your mud and muck and you're at the end of the tunnel and you have a clear lens and a new imprint and you are now owning your strengths, not wallowing in victimhood, but reveling in your power. And when you have really clear vision and you know what you're here for, you know how you are helping humanity. Do you want to meet somebody that can support you in that energy or in your old energy? This is just such a time of empowerment. I know it feels blah and it feels blah for me too sometimes. But when I look at it from a soul's journey and when I hear what the guides and the goddesses are saying, oh my gosh, this really is an amazing period of time. And we have such an opportunity to shift and grow into it. And really, we're all here bringing in new energy. That's becoming more clear. I'm getting information that is just so cool on not just healing that's happening now, but things that we are doing to help bring in this new level of, it's almost like almost a new intelligence. I mean, there will be technology and leaps that we can't even fathom right now. Just like, you know, 20 years ago, people couldn't fathom what life would be like right now. It's no different for in the future. I just think Gene Roddenberry was amazing with Star Trek and definitely a time traveler. And that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. I'm seeing, I'm just getting glimpses of cool things ahead of us. We're all swimming in unknown waters right now. And it is my sincere hope and prayer that I can provide each of you with a little bit of insight and comfort in knowing how amazing you are. If you were not amazing, you would not be here. You have something to contribute during this time of growth that nobody else can contribute. You are here because you're swimming through your stuff to bring something to our new way of being that nobody else can bring. I mean, dang, y'all, this is powerful stuff. And I can't even tell you how very, very important each and every one of us are in this process. It's just amazing. So thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. You can get a hold of Thomas and I at soulfoodtalks.com. That's our website. He has um, astrology sessions on there. I do my set. My sessions are on there and we have a bunch of freebies as well. My email is Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. And one final note, when I hear something three times, that's always, hmm, pay close attention. Now we have way past three times. So we are looking at a ladies retreat for the summer of 2021. I am just affirming that the whole COVID and travel thing will be a non-issue. And what I'm thinking is it will be all about raising our vibration, raising our energy. Don't have a name for it yet, but this is what I want to put a bee in your bonnet to be thinking about. I'm thinking maybe a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, late June, early July, and I'm looking for a location. Late June, early July, someplace pretty and cool. And y'all, that is not Texas. <laughs> so if you have any great ideas, I would love, love you to share those with me. Majana at 
lifeafterliferadio.com. And I will be getting with you with details as soon as I have those. And I work with a couple of a really amazing men, Thomas Miller and Daniel V. totally open for a co-ed retreat as well. So let me hear from you. Let me hear your thoughts and locations would be awesome. All right. Until next time. Namaste.